Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast. It's Wednesday, which is the same as our shows on Friday and Sunday. It means that it's IPL. That makes no sense. What a terrible <laughs> way to start an episode. <laughs> I'm Jack Hope. I'm joined by Max Rowe Brown and I'm joined by Dan Weston. Which one of you would like to say hello first? Dan can go first. Okay, hello, Dan, everyone. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And Max, now your turn. Hello. Uh, thank you, Manish Pandey, for uh, not making me be topless. Yes, that was true. I mean, there was, for people who don't know or don't follow us on Twitter, at the Cricket Pod, why the hell not? Um, Max did a bet with everyone that if uh, Manish Pandey brought home today's contest between Delhi and Chennai for the Capitals, he would do the podcast topless. So confident was he, slash I. The <laughs> um, <laughs> managed panel would not do that. Uh, we've got three games on the agenda. We've got Chennai v Delhi. Then we're going to go back in time to yesterday when Royal Challengers Bangalore crashed and burned against Mumbai, coughing up 200 runs and 16 overs. And finally, Punjab Kings going down, fighting off the last ball of the innings to the Kolkata Knight Riders. It's going to be a pretty good show, Max. Um, but first, we need to plug our main sponsor for the episode, Serious Cricket. SeriousCricket.co.uk. Head over there. Use the code TCP23, as you can see on the screen, if you're watching on YouTube, for 10% off. Uh, you can get all your equipment for the season. Your bat, your helmet, your pads, new jumper, um, probably an anorak. I reckon they do sell waterproof stuff. Yeah. And, uh, it has rained you, again. You could probably get an I Don't Like Cricket Club themed anorak. Yeah, possibly. It's possibly out there. Um, so get involved. Uh, reminder, seriouscricket.co.uk. Use the code TCP23 there. Uh, there's a bunch more, bunch more stuff in the show notes, including our Patreon as well. I'm just going to plug that quickly. Every week we have a bonus episode, bonus IPL episode that is released where I, I do a palette ranking of all of the teams. So if you want to know what I think, um, head over there from £5 a month. You can sign up to support the podcast directly max what happened in the cricket today well today it was uh csk's turn to try and stop the juggernaut that's delhi capitals on their uh incredible run as they s- try and surge back into contention but they met the brick wall the uh the immovable brick wall that is the chapork and uh chennai did a number on them big time msd chose to bat first and uh he did what he's been doing all year, coming in at the end and blasting the ball all over the place to put uh, a nice shiner on the Chennai innings. 167 they racked up, which always looked being challenging uh, on a fairly slowish and turning pitch. And uh, and so it proved because after the, oh, well, after Phil Salt went, having hit a massive six, it all ground to a halt at the, the hands of Jadeja and Moeen Ali 
and uh, to a lesser extent, Mahesh Dikshana. Balls turning all over the place. Eight degrees, Moen Ali span one delivery past Riley Russo's bat. That's uh, that's big turn. And uh, ultimately, Delhi never in the sh- never in the chase. Akshar Patel did a bit at the end, but it was all uh, all very comfortable for CSK, and they are looking dead set for the playoffs. Delhi looking just dead. Do you want to know a thing about this game, please? Pre-match, it had the biggest spread of any game in the IPL. Um, in the, the the bookies, yeah, were hugely confident that Chennai Super Kings were going to take down Delhi. Really, uh, Dan. Delhi had been on a bit of a run, four from five. Mm. Uh, were you know were the bookies right, or was that little run a bit of a mirage in your opinion? Um, I think a bit of both, really. Um, so now that they've got Phil Sorting as opposed to a, a domestic keeper, who um, I don't think either of them were anywhere near good enough to to. Bat. I can't even remember their names. Abhishek um, Perel. <laughs> Abhishek Parel, yeah. Uh, and then they had a kind oh, of other guy, Sarfras. Khan and Manish Pandey, like kind of like also like trying to make them into keepers. And <laughs> no, just just not my work. So yeah, I think what they've done is they've 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 bought in salt and and that's been really beneficial for them. Um they kind of given Mitch Marsh this really long rope because even though he's been pretty woeful with the bat, he's taken Fair number of wickets and been relatively useful as I think he's a top wicket taker now. Yeah, so um, where they've really struggled, I think, is they've got nothing out of Warner. I mean, it was kind of pretty evident to foresee that this would be the case. I mean, his drop off in Test cricket has been been pretty extraordinary, Uh, and generally, a player of his age that will be transferred through one format to another. Uh, Riley Rousseau has hasn't set the ground alight either, and kind of maybe it's a bit harsh to say perhaps, perhaps, but this is he a guy who just dominates the blast and PSL on roads and struggles to to get up to this next level? I I don't know, but I I suspect that that teams have perceived that in the past, which is why he hadn't been sold in quite a few auctions. Um, I the, the the problem with with Delhi is just they're kind of like RCB, but without the marquee players, they've still got like four guys who like Syed Mushtaq Ali level at best, and I, I, I don't know whether whether they've spent all their money to be honest with you. Like on, I don't want to say pants or chunk out of it, but still, I mean, like there's a lot of bad purchases in there. Yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty. And it's a bit, I mean, you know, it's a, it's quite a boring lineup that they put out yeah. and they played in quite a boring game. And when Phil Salt was out, it was kind of like, might as well switch off the TV now. Even if they well, get 160 here, it's going to be boring. Consistently, they've gone from, they've gone, they've been one of the lowest hitters in the comp. They've been pretty much always around the, around the bottom for six hitting as well over the last few years. So, I don't know if that's a by accident or by design, but generally these problems can only only be solved by by recruitment. You can't you can't turn Manish Pandey into a six hitting monster because it just doesn't. You, it's not fair on the guy to expect that. Um, it's also not not fair to expect David Warner to be 
pick David Warner when he's now I don't know how old he's like thirty eight or something like that. Um, so I mean, they've you, been a they've been a bit unfortunate in the sense that you know Pretty Shaw's been poor. Well, I would have persisted with him. Yeah, I, 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 outside. I, I don't know about the ins and outs as to why, why well, you know, whether he was to use a phrase from the past, unselectable. But um, personally, if he wasn't unselectable, I would, I would, I would have given him every bit of time that he needs to be get back into some form. And you look at him now, and you think pretty decent chance that Delhi are going to release him, and would be a bargain gamble for someone as a distressed asset. The upside is clearly there anyway. Yeah, it's all gone a bit weird with um, Shaw. Nobody really knows. He was filmed in that fight, wasn't he? About a month before the IPL or you know, late February maybe. Um, and then there are, he's a guy who has like, there are always whispers around him. Nobody really knows what he's done. I mean, he's, I, th- I think fitness is, is something that people basically go on record about. But... Um, they're kind of stronger rumours than you get with someone like, yeah, even like Rakim Cornwall. Everyone knows he's unfit, but nobody's <laughs> like, we're just not going to pick Rakim Cornwall because of you know some, some other reason. Um, uh, he's obviously done something to to annoy somebody or multiple people. And I, I think it seems like it's something that's happened on a couple of occasions because he's nowhere near the Indian national team either, is he? Uh, and even after last year's IPL, when he was very good, he didn't really get a look in. Um, whatsoever. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't really anyone even pushing his name. He was he was kind of the hipster's choice to go to that World Cup. Uh, but um, he, yeah, he, in reality, I think probably quite a long way down the pecking order. Uh, Max CSK, they're looking pretty good, aren't they? You know, comfortably, I would say one of the best two teams in the tournament over the eleven matches they played. Yeah, really solid. Um, I mean, it was it was the blueprint today, wasn't it? I mean, the the opening pair didn't necessarily go. Go so well, but they, they dominated those uh, middle overs with the ball. Um, Shivam Dubé did his bit with the bat again as well. It's just working. Everything everything they're doing at the moment is is working. They've got a plan. They've worked out what to do at the death as well. You know, Paterana is their go-to guy, and he's looking looking half decent uh, uh, at the moment. It was a bit of a well, a bit of a bit of a tough start, I think, to the to the IPL for him this year. But since that, he's clearly learned. Um, he was pushing 150, 150Ks today with a couple of those deliveries and uh, and nailing his Yorkers. So he's he's uh, turned into a real asset for them uh, at the death, which is probably that was the real um the real issue they had, wasn't it, as a as a side. So mm-hmm. and with Dhoni back as the finisher, sort of pieces have just started falling into place. It's such a CSK thing, isn't it? You, you looked at them at the start and you're like, they've got a bit about them. They'll do all right. But here are the here are the weaknesses. And as the as the tournament's gone on, those weaknesses have just happened to solve themselves one way or another. And um they're looking they're looking really um quite quite impressive. I mean, again, you know, this was a, a Delhi side, sure, on the back of some good results, but not anywhere near the the level, I think, and and that showed. But even then, you know the way they, uh, the way they dominated them today was was highly impressive, and uh, it's looking, looking positive for them, especially with the the fixtures they've got to come. I have a question of Paterano. I was looking down at some of the, the you did a mega thread on the IPL today, and he he is a bowler who's obviously performing well. Um, and actually, of, of guys over the last three years to bowl more than hundred balls at the death, he's he's right at the top 
in terms mm-hmm. of economy rate. Like it's it's it has been a really good start uh, to his IPL career. What stuck out to me though was kind of the makeup of the runs he concedes, and that he concedes he, he doesn't bowl that many dot balls, um, but concedes very few boundaries. And I was wondering um, whether either of you thought that told us anything about the the bowler. Is that a bowler who? batters are struggling to make good contact with or is that a bowler who's maybe getting away with a few boundaries here and there because people are whacking it straight to the fielders or is this something else in, entirely um because he, he had you know in the in the in the graph that you put together dan he mm. was off in sort of one corner by himself because he yeah. a lot of non-boundary runs. Sharma in, in yeah yeah exactly yeah those two yeah so, so for, for me i think I, I think that there's a lot to be said for him as a kind of sight unseen bowler. People are still facing him for the first time. They're still working him out through video and stuff like that. And I think that obviously he, he's done well a bit last season when he played, but he wouldn't have been such a known quantity as this year. I think the real acid test for him is is, is next season and, and to see how he first next season but I mean as a as a bowler he's so exciting a lower release point even than Malinga um it's just completely different to what any batter faces and yeah that that unique action at up to 150kph and it's pretty exciting so for me I think that he's quite hard to get away would be kind of my lean right now on that there's probably an element of phases in there as as well isn't there when you think about you know He's never going to bowl on the power play. So extra few people on the boundary probably um, as that. And I think Mohit Sharma sort of fulfilled a similar role, hasn't he, this year? Uh, middle overs, middle over stuff. So that probably contributes. But um, yeah, I mean, the the release point's got to be something, isn't it? It's a point of difference. You're not used to seeing it. You don't, you could maybe, maybe they could uh, get the bowling machine legs, saw them off a bit and uh, and practice that a bit. <laughs> Go and just go go and put the go and put the bowling machine at mid off, about three feet off the, off the floor, and uh, and practice facing that. It's genuinely probably not a bad idea um, to to just change where where people line it up from. Uh, I mean, we saw it in the game that where he bowled to I think it was Maxwell and Faf de Plessis, Like they adjusted to him really quickly. Yeah, and, and that, was that his first game though of the tournament? It was his first game of the tournament, but the first ball you could see Maxwell like doing the blink thing like oh, wow that didn't <laughs> did not come from where i thought and the next boy was like six would, um would have been there when he was a net bowler two years ago i wonder possibly yeah yeah, yeah 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 mm. there, there's, there's there's possibly a connection there uh and obviously maxwell's a freak so it's <laughs> um, like it's uh it's you know getting hit by them it's not not really anything to mm to be judged by uh, most of your performance really is what you can do against the other guys not um not glenn maxwell when he's on one um is, is there anything else from this match i mean it was in an ipl which has been not sure on exciting moments um this this was a game which was uh and i i don't have much more to say about it other than probably goodbye to Delhi now isn't it like it's, it's, yeah I think it's, it's that's curtains curtains for them isn't it they need well they've got three games left if they win them all they're still not going to get there their net run rate's not good enough this was bad for their net run rate today as well so they're uh they're gone bye bye yeah, then um 
good catch yeah. from Lalit Yadav off his own bowling. Should probably mention that that was that was probably one of the one of the few oh it was yeah. um, exciting moments of of the day alongside um, Dhoni obviously just well, obviously Dhoni yeah doing doing his thing what guy um, what so guy? Did you, did you get I think the other thing I want to say about Delhi is this they need to completely overhaul their roster I mean I look at I look at this team that they've put out today and yeah maybe they've got one or two issues Pant Shaw etc. I, mean, I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't pay about forty crore for this team. Let alone probably even less. Let alone, you know, the budget. I would double that. I mean, look at it. It's mediocre. Oh yeah, point. there's no Mister Fizer in that side. No Nokia today. The um. So I mean, there's a few. There are a few names that. How do you how do you assemble solid. a team like that? And. Yeah, this is a classic case when they're 25 for three off 19 balls. This is what a do or die game, right? This is as must win as it gets, right? You, you they basically died wandering today. I think yeah. that's really the, the story of their season. We actually used that exact phrase talking about Phil Salt in the last game and how. He is not a player that ever dies wondering. No, like, no, he'll, no, he'll die a lot, but he will never die wondering. Um, <laughs> the thing is, if you've got eight guys who are willing to die and not die wondering, and two of yeah. them, three of them come off, you're going to win pretty much every game. Yeah. Uh, and, and six boundaries in 82 balls between their numbers four and number six. Yeah. It That's doesn't. If you, want, if you want a coherent explanation as to why. Why they lost the match, it and lost it in the manner that they did. This was it. Yeah, right. We're gonna have a little break, and then we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk. Um, uh, no, Royal Challengers Bangalore v Mumbai Indians. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cricket Podcast, where we're going through all of the IPL action from the beginning of the week. I'm really struggling with words today. That's the third or fourth time I've just not been able to say a word. Uh, if you're if you're listening on YouTube, watching on YouTube, or you know you have YouTube on, um, do us a favor, hit like, hit subscribe, keep the podcast growing. We've had some really good growth over the IPL, so thank you to everybody that has signed up and is participating and is in the chat right now. We see you, Nick Lover, Cannon Fodder, Rick and Anand, uh, talking about Delhi and Pretty Sure and stuff. So get involved. You know, if you're not one of those names, um, drop us a message. Make sure you click like. Uh, and if you like coffee, head to the show notes. Uh, you can buy yourself a bag of Cricket Podcast branded coffee. Dan, are you a coffee drinker by any chance? Massively, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you know. Coffee, man. I, need, I need to uh, put my order in unless I get one comped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to speak to the guy. Uh, yeah, we've got a little partnership with uh, the Cricket Coffee Company who uh, have, yeah, well, done branded, branded bags of the Cricket Podcast coffee. Uh, I've tried some. It's pretty good. Um, obviously, if you like coffee, Ross hates coffee. He'd be terrible at selling it, but I love it. Two cups <laughs> yeah. a day, three cups a day. 100%. Uh, get, yourself, get yourself involved. Check out the show notes. Uh, right. Yesterday in the IPL, we had a good game. For all of the bad of today, we had good yesterday. Batting first, Royal Challengers Bangalore. Um, they lost Kohli early and they lost Anuj Rabba early, but that only opened the door for the big show and Faf to pile them on big style. A couple of 60s, a couple of mid-60s scores for those boys. Maxwell, 68 of 33. 
He's rocking. He was talking this week about how how he was injured and you know still rehabbing, and every game was painful. That that's not the performance of a man who's recovering from a broken leg. You know, round of applause to Glenn Maxwell. Um, unfortunately, it's RCB. So when they were out, it kind of collapsed a little bit. They ended up on 199, which um, which felt a little bit short. Uh, and I think, and I think the evidence was that it, it was between more than a little bit short. 50 runs short. Yeah, um, nothing RCB tried um, worked. Siraj, you know, outside of the Chinnaswamy, he's nothing. 31 off three overs for him. Oh, and I say nothing. He was actually the most economical bowler. Um, a bit of a disaster. Bit of a disaster for, for uh, RCB with the ball. Um, star, a couple of star names to shout out. Surya Kumar Yadav, 83 off 35 rocks. Seven fours, six sixes. He hit more boundaries. He hit the same number of boundaries as uh, Delhi hit sixes. No, the other way around. The other way around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, New Boy. Nihal, Guadera, 52 off 34. I think that was a debut 50 or a maiden 50 for him. Or did he get 50 in the last game? By the way, he's yeah, he's he's having a pretty decent season for a, for a young guy who never made, played T20 before. Exactly, season. Max. Made his T20 debut in the IPL. Um, I have my own thoughts about Mumbai Indian scouting. I don't think it's all it's cracked up to be, but they have hit with him. That is for sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you um, about that, and I think that they're 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 right at it, but I don't think they're nearly as good as what they're blown up to be. Um, but however, I would say if you've got if you can find a guy like Wadera, who's obviously like pretty high potential, yeah, Delhi seemed to be very very content with Manish Pandey. It, it does kind of show the comparison between the two teams. I think it yeah. seems to me Mumbai's batting scouting is exceptional. Maybe their bowling scouting is. May, uh, tempers mm-hmm. that somewhat. I mean, because Tilak Varma as well was, uh, you know, a, a guy they picked up, yeah. and he's also they spent insane. money on him. Like he, I, I feel like for it to be a real scouting success, like there has twenty to be lakh. Not going to be twenty lakh, but there has to be like, you know, there's levels, isn't there? If they just went to an under nineteen World Cup and did really well. Like Daryl Brevis, that's not good scouting. That's reading the news. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> They're different things. Uh, anyway, let's talk. Let's give some Mumbai some 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 credit. We don't need to get um, too off base here. They've won three of the last five. This was a crucial game for them to um, claw back one of the teams they were fighting with and propel themselves up the table into the playoffs. Six wins, five losses. Iffy net run rate, but they're in a position where they, well, with three games to go don't really need to worry about net run rate, do they, Dan? It's it's two wins and you're through, basically, from their point of view. Yeah, yeah. So they've somehow hauled themselves in this into this position. And and I, I was speaking to someone about this earlier. They are really the, the ultimate in high-variance team. Um, you know, their batting could hit or chase anything. Their bowling could concede anything. Uh, and... What I think that other teams have really struggled with, and Jack, I think you mentioned that the RCB were 20 to 50 runs short here, and obviously there's an element of humour in that, and I don't think it's probably true. Faf said after the, the game... I'd say said, 20, yeah. 20 short. Uh, and what I think... I mean, we'll get on to the RCB innings maybe in a bit because I've got some, some thoughts on that too. Um, but what I think teams that are quite guilty of doing is they don't realise that against Mumbai... 
whatever par is, is par plus 20 or par plus yeah. 30. Because you have to add those runs on because their bowling is so poor and their batting is so good. So you have to, you know, like, I don't know, if you're, if, if, I don't know, let's say RCB are playing Lucknow or something like that. And you might say, like, 190s par. This might be, two, that par's been 220 on day. You have to go for it because there's, there's no point in not hitting a big score because you've got, Limited chances of defending against, basically. Also, you should have the conviction that you can hit that score. Well, you should be able to go I mean, um, against their bowlers. You definitely yeah. should be able to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I, I think that's I think that's the well. It's obviously the area that RCB let themselves down in, in this match. But just to like you know hammer it home in this match, Mumbai chased this like two hundred in sixteen. They, they you know they've got three and a half overs extra to, to chase this down. Yeah, that's, that's Six mad, wickets. Rohit Sharma did nothing to help them and hasn't done anything for three matches. Like he's, he's in like a, a, a mini slump at the moment, um, contributing nothing. Um, Tim David basically didn't back. Got, well, got gold duck eventually, but didn't back. Cameron Green didn't, didn't even really need him. They've done it with three men. Mm-hmm. They've Three of their players have, have, have caused all this damage. Two of them striking at 200 or, or more. Um, uh, the thing with Mumbai as well, I mean, of... Of all their wins, all but one have been chasing. And Someone tweeted us about this, and I, they, yeah. I think that this highlights is, their I, batting strength, doesn't it? You know, if, and you, it also if you're playing against a side like that, you want them to be posting the score. And it also highlights the fact that other teams are not going for it enough against their bowling. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that the you know you'd back yourself to chase any score against yeah. those bowlers. But you sort of you look at like the the <laughs> classic the classic chasing bias in T Twenty cricket, which is already there because of you know not knowing how to post a score. It's just only amplified uh, in yeah, these situations, absolutely. and uh, yeah, um, teams need to get a hold on it. They're a really fun team to watch, though. I mean, like I I, would, I joke about them being the evil empire, and I, I do think there's like mm. some funny things about them. As a, as a franchise and the way they run and the, their owners um, being as rich as they are is kind of like weird in a way, isn't it? Um, but uh, they are, as a, objectively speaking, like it, it is it is fun as shit to watch Syria. Box office, box office stuff, it really is. Like Some of the shots playing, he plays as well. It's just a different game. Uh, yeah. There's like a there's a there's a back and forth, isn't there, among three or four players about the best T Twenty player in the world. I think the best to watch is probably Sky when he's when he's going because yeah. he just hits the ball everywhere, and he can like he can you know he's not like one of those guys who can hit boundaries around the ground. Um, he can hit sixes around the yeah around the ground. Like he'll, he'll hit you know, literally he'll hit a six over third man fine leg and then long on and they'll be the first three sixes he hits and then he'll hit one over extra cover and then he'll like flick one over square leg. It's um it's he's preposterously talented. Uh it, it's 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 a super super special player. Do you remember when he got f- like four ducks in a row and everyone was golden ducks off just mm-hmm. saying saying he couldn't yeah, he's do finished. It. <laughs> Like it's 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 madness. I mean, like I can't even believe there's like a debate about him playing for India at the World Cup as well. There's there's got to be a it was place the, it was in the, the team single quickest transition from new kid on the block at the age of 29 <laughs> to uh, <laughs> needs to retire as past it I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad he's back. I am. I'm, yeah. I'm really pleased he's, he's back. Dan, I think you wanted to say something about RCB's innings. They finished 199 <laughs> for six. Um, there, there are good performances in it, but it's it's. It's a bit meh overall, isn't it? Well, it is. It is because 
the impetus of the innings completely went once uh, once uh, Maxwell and Faf were out. Um, Again? Yes. I mean, I mean we talk about certain players doing the heavy lifting. I mean, they must be, they must be almost a broken back right now. <laughs> um, um, DK struggled to get going to start with and ended up with, ended up with 30 off 18, which kind of looks good, but kind of caught up a little bit. Um, I, I mean, I, I think I've given Shabazz Ahmed the kiss of death because since I, since I, mentioned his numbers on the show he hasn't played a single minute of the IPL since <laughs> and, and um uh, and I guess I could probably do the same for Anna Jarawa who I mean like uh, yeah you don't want to ever want to write off a young player but whatever they see in him I don't think anyone else sees so yeah. and I certainly don't so and I think it was like three crore last year at the auction so um it's not like they got him on for 20 lark or anything um, and, and and also the weirdest impact sub I think of the tournament so far. I mean, the calling Kido Yadav an impact sub is an oxymoron to start with. Uh, and when you've got Hasaranga, well, what do you need him to do? What do you need Kido Yadav for? And and, and I, I watched a clip on on Quick Info yesterday with with Tom Moody talking about this, and and he's like. You could have asked Josh Hazelwood to bat ten balls and score twelve, and he probably would have been able to do it. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> what was the benefit? I mean, I mean, not on, not only is, as I said on Twitter, I think last week when he got recruited as a replacement for Dave Willey, uh, front runner for the most bizarre recruitment of yeah, the year. yeah, like like for like there. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, it's now it's now they're now competing for the double whammy of the the most bizarre usage of of Kido Yadav as well. That's just um, I I would my entry for weirdest impact strategically weak and sometimes I think RCB and Rajasthan they like to be too clever. I was going to use my weirdest example for the impact sub was in Rajasthan's last game mm. when they brought in Oben McCoy for the last four yeah, overs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then didn't use him. kind of, <laughs> like, maybe you only want to bowl him two overs at the death, fine. But then they brought, then they brought him one over and gave it to like, the world's biggest pie chucker to lose them the match. Bordy chess, man. You've got to look at the yeah. long-term picture here. <laughs> only Rajasthan and Oben McCoy is preventing K- uh, KD Yadav and RCB from a clean sweep of these awards. <laughs> Um, it was really, really odd. The RCB, I mean, they are kind of what they are with the bat, and I, I, I can't see it changing. Um, I, I think it was a pretty big loss for them to take, to be honest. I, 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 Mumbai are doing quite well. Like you say, they're, they're, they're kind of playing this crazy variance style cricket and keep rolling double sixes. Um <laughs> <laughs> with even you know, with that in mind, and even with the good batting order in mind, I feel like they're one of the beatable sides. If you're RCB, RCB, they they now play Rajasthan, SRH, and Gujarat. Rajasthan better than them, I would say. Gujarat clearly better than them, and you never really know what you're going to get with SRH either. I mean, like, SRH is so beatable. Realistically, uh, RCB probably need to win all those games. Um, that is not a situation that I think is good for RCB. No. I think they're I think they're knocking on the door of an early exit uh, at, at this point in time. Do you want to do the last game? 
Let's do it. Right. So the the final match. Um, Max, have you got the scorecard up? Because I'm looking at the wrong one. <laughs> I do indeed. Yes, it was uh, it was Punjab. They were playing Kolkata Knight Riders at Eden Gardens, and it was um, well uh, a humdinger of a final ball finish once again. We went we went quite a while without one of those, um, but we've uh, we've got one back well, one after, day after the early run. Um, so it was uh, it was an inauspicious start, perhaps uh, Punjab with the with the bat. Uh, it continued to be inauspicious, really. Shikha Dhawan hit a 50, but not that quickly. Liam Livingston hit a very quick 15 and then got completely bamboozled by Varun Chakravarti. Uh, really, really didn't know whether he was coming or going. Might as well been blindfolded. Might have done a better job. Uh, wonderful bit of bowling. And um, basically, it all went um, down to the last over of Sharik Khan smashing the uh, the paces around to get... Punjab up to 179 and give them something to bowl at. Um, Nitish Rana, Andre Russell, Jason Roy, basically uh, the the main guys for KKR. But even then, they were they were far away from winning it until the penultimate over, and Sam Curran uh, got got some treatment dished out to him at the the hands of Dre Russ, and it was the thankless task um, given to Arshdeep Singh of trying to. Uh, defense seven off the final over and he so nearly did it he mm. so nearly did it it was a wonderful attempt um ruined at the end by a full toss on the leg stump which rinku singh helped around the corner for four runs and continued his uh, remarkable rise this year as one of kkr's main guys but uh yeah i mean kkr just keep finding ways don't they they keep finding ways of winning games of cricket i don't know how i don't know why but it's happening and uh and it means that they're genuinely in with a shout of qualifying not favorites not you know they're not one of the people you'd put money on to qualify probably but would i be rather them than rcb probably and that's not a position yeah. we should be in is it that's about 0.3 net run rate yeah <laughs> how much you'd rather be, yeah. rather be KKR than, yeah. than RCB, which could which could genuinely be the side there's there's obviously this rain off game which Lucknow and Chennai were involved in, which yeah could be could be a, the decider uh, above the above net run rate. Um, well, and effectively is as you look at the table at the moment. Uh, Lucknow kind of trending in the wrong direction though, so who knows whether there'll actually be a factor. Kolkata, it, it's kind of Dan, sort of pulling together at the right time. Mm. Like the bowling is is improving. They're not, they're not. You know, their spinners aren't spraying the ball all over the place. They're just getting a <laughs> little bit of control in those middle overs, which is what they sort of need to do to win. Nitish Rana's captaincy, I've been really impressed with it. Like mm. he's he's got a team with some pretty big egos in, alongside some guys who are uh, you know virtually cricketing nobodies. That's not an easy situation to be in, and he's not a huge name in cricket. Let's be honest. But he's he's mm. he's done a fairly good job steadying the ship, keeping things in the right direction. Jason Roy coming in's added some impetus at the top of the order, and whisper it. But Dre Russ is looking like he's found in some form. Three matches to go. How much stock are you buying in Kolkata Knight Riders? Um, I wouldn't say that I was uh, investing <laughs> too much or would invest too much. Um, I, I I think before the comp, we all said that this was a team who are going to be reliant on match-winning performances from a few star players. I think what we didn't 
maybe factor in was that Rinku Singh would be one of those <laughs> top players. But I mean, I did actually write in my Substack that uh, tournament that that he's this is a guy who's got a um, high intent, uh, good boundary numbers, someone who could up upskill in that kind of finisher role. So pretty sure I had Rinku Singh as my breakout star for KKR in the preview. Just gonna just gonna throw that one in there. <laughs> did you? Right, well so, done. So. I mean, like I think, I think kind of like by more by luck than judgment, they've they've hit upon this kind of winning formula with their sort of top top six ish. Uh, they've binned off Jagadishan and they've binned off Litton Das and, and people like that. Probably the guys who who were never really going to be up to up to scratch for them, and and now they've kind of got a formula that works. The the usage of of the Lord as a thanks for coming, uh, lucky mascot almost is is really weird. It's inspired, <laughs> doesn't seem to stop them from winning games. Um, he came out to bat, didn't face any balls, didn't bowl yeah, at and all, that, and that's what that's, I want to talk yeah. about actually. Because I am strong on the fact that he should have faced crawl. Not, not 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 the fact that obviously the rules oh right the rule yeah, yeah, the yeah. Last ball. but Russell was basically he was the striker who was out, and the rules should. Be adapted that if you're if you're the striker and you're out from like bold court, whatever run out, you, you should all you should be the same, yeah. So Russell should have been out and, and the Lord should have been facing the last ball, as as the as the the as the, the only back. the only difference to the result would be that they'd have won with a six off the last ball rather than a four though you know that. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 I, 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 I'm. I'm pretty strong on that. I, I I think it's just a bit of sort of consistency and 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 something that the the, the raw makers have forgotten a little bit, really. I think there, um, but yeah, I mean, what they've done well in this match in particular was that they realised really quickly that the pace was just disaster on this pitch, uh, and they're both thirty. Still haven't learned. <laughs> Thirteen overs of spin. Five, five wickets and 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 went for eighty eight. You know, like what's that? Not even seven and over. Um, like, yeah. If if you ever want a clear template of how to what to, you how to use your resources on this pitch, Kolkata did just that. They gave Punjab a gift. What did Punjab do? Old Harpreet Bra one over one for four. And just by the way, Rahul Chahar, four overs, uh, 23 for two. Exactly. So the, the combined figures for spinners in this match, they picked up eight wickets in, I want to say, 17, 18, 18 overs at probably six and a half and over. And is and, that including uh, Liam Livingston going oh, sorry, 27 Livingston. off two? No, sorry, Livingston's in there, so it's a little <laughs> bit higher. I missed that. So it's actually 20 overs. Proper spinners. spinners. <laughs> and it probably comes out at seven and over. Um, yeah, it's, it's bonkers, isn't it? Bra against Nitishwana and Venkatesh Um But the advantage that spin gives you on this pitch, you can't captain by template. And I would I would rather bowl a left arm orthodox against two left handers on a really slow two pace pitch than a pacer. We see this so much though as well. It's not just with the the bowling and, and it's um you know when People mix up their orders and like, oh well, we can't have two left-handers in, so we're gonna we're gonna send yeah. in we're gonna send in this guy who can't bat instead because being right-handed is so much more uh, useful than having someone out there who can actually bat. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, yeah, you can model this stuff. It's not difficult, but I mean, like, I'm, I find it hard enough to get teams to 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 look at matchup charts, let alone model <laughs> modeled um, success in 
uh, for matchups and stuff like that, you know, like runs per over deviations and stuff like that. You can forget about it. Um, but but there was an opportunity to bowl um, a Hobbit bra against Nishishwan and Jason Roy, left-right combo. Neither of them probably going to take down left-arm spin. Uh, I don't think I don't think I have to, to worry about Rana too much as, as someone who's going to like absolutely destroy me. Um, um, even Venkatesh Iyer, you could probably have said the same thing. And then there was there's opportunities to get him in against the left-hander and Andre Russell as well, because Russell tends not to start his innings really, really quickly, particularly against spin or sort sort of pace off kind of bowling. So there was there was easy opportunities to get Barata bowl three four overs, and, and, and I think it's just so weird. But they didn't do that, and and yet they just kept on persevering with pace that was getting really no reward and predictably no reward because we still saw when Kolkata were bowling how much how much difference there was between pace and spin success on this pitch. Right, um, I think that kind of wraps up that game. Should we take a break? We've got a super chat that's come in, and then I want to get people's thoughts on where we stand in the flop race and the MVP race, and I want to talk really briefly about the ICC funds distribution. So it's kind of an analytics corner. It's Wednesday. It's the analytics show. Um, but not so hardcore on analytics this time. It's a bit more of a fun debate about who's been terrible. Uh, but there'll be some numbers. So we will be back in two seconds. Welcome back, everyone, to part three of this week's... This week's? This Wednesday's. I told you I can't speak. That's three. That's three intros. All those free Guinnesses yesterday. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I had, I had some free Guinness at a gig, and um, it's a free Ginsters. No, not Ginsters. <laughs> <laughs> also good. Yeah. No food. Um, we've got, as I said, three little things that we want to talk about. First of all, we'll do the super chat that came in from Anime Fan, uh, and then we're going to do a little bit on the flop of the year, MVP of the year, and cash stone cold cash given out by the ICC. So anime fan says, if you were CSK, would you drop Tusha for Hangagaka? What are your thoughts on Tikshana? And what would you do next auction with this CSK squad? Well, Max, you are the CSK fan. So mm. um, if you were, they don't have general managers, but let's say you are one, what are you <laughs> going to do? Yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's multiple questions. Um, I'm surprised that uh, Hangagaka didn't get more of a run. He looked Pretty interesting in the first few games. Um, but, I mean, Tusha Dashpande has a golden arm and he keeps taking wickets. And he did, uh, you know, he's done pretty well in recent games. So I I guess stick stick with him. You know, I think it would be harsh to drop him now. But um, I would be, I'd be looking at having uh, Angageka in there above Akash Singh, certainly as a, uh, as sort of a pecking order for, for, my, for my squad. But um, well, there you go. Thikshana's not been um not really been in himself this year. His fielding has been abject, but he's quality. Like just, you know, a few bad games doesn't make him a, a bad player. He's um uh, he's a nightmare to face. Really useful in uh, power play power play bowling with spin. So um I'm I'm not con- not concerned there. Maybe you could get Mitch Santner in if you wanted to give him a break, give him a rest and somebody can catch, but and somebody can bat a bit better, but I, I don't think you need to. Things are going well. Why would you worry about it? Um, what was the third one? What would you do with this squad? Next auction. Dan can do this one. What would you yeah. do with the squad next auction? Throw me on the bus here. Um, <laughs> what would I do with squad? Well, I've been off Stokes to start with. Because, yeah, save some money there. Yeah, save some money. I think throw somewhere else. Um, 
I don't think they're going to make massive changes because it's not their way. Um, and I don't think they, they, they really need to. They, they probably should use that money to strengthen up their death bowling, perhaps with a domestic death bowler to go to go with Paterana. Um, that would seem to make a lot of sense to me. But ultimately, they, they've developed a template that, that works at their the home venue. If you're winning, say, six out of seven at home and two or three away, that's always going to be enough to qualify. Uh, and it seems that they work that one out. So, so I don't see them doing too much. I think one of the other things they need to look at doing is uh, getting some getting some scouting on some young up and coming batters, both finishers and uh, sort of middle over enforcers. Because Ryodu's no spring chicken. Rahane's done a, a real job this year that we didn't expect him to, but he's not going to do that forever. And uh, MS Dhoni isn't going to play forever. He will retire at sixty four. The problem is, yeah. if, you, if you scout young players to CSK, you've got to wait a decade before they give them a good debut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they are going to need a wicketkeeper from somewhere. I suppose they've got Devin Conway, but... They could, yeah, I suppose they could do that. Um, right, flop of the year. Let's do flop of the year first, and we'll do MVP of the year. So as we stand, there's three matches left for most teams in, in this year's tournament. Uh, I want to know from you, if you can recall who your flop of the year was, whether you were wrong... Um, and who you would now choose as flop of the year. So, Max, you can go first here. Who did you have as flop of the year? Were you wrong? Um, and who are you picking now? Uh, so, I mean, I had I had Cameron Green uh, as flop of the year um, because this, he was a lot of money and I didn't think he was going to do much. As it happened, I was very wrong. Absolutely wrong. I'll happily admit how wrong I was about that. Um, no problem at all. But actually picking a flop is pretty difficult because some of the guys that we'd uh, sort of penned, I think, uh, I, I think have sort of dragged themselves back into it. So for me, uh, it pains me to say it, but the only the only guy I can say is poor old Harry Brook, even though he scored a hundred. He's dropping the Brook bombshell. Dropping the Brook. That's quite. No, I am bomb. quite surprised by that because I think there are a few candidates that actually sorry, that... I forgot Harshal Patel. <laughs> Harshal Patel, right now. So I'm gonna stand up for Harshal here because I, I was gonna pick him. Yeah. Guess what his economy rate is? Is it like 8.5 or something? It's 9.95. Now that look, it's not I'm not great. saying I'm not saying that is great, but he's played seven of his ten matches at the Chinaswami. And there are a lot of players in this IPL rolling around with with economy rates plus 10. He's also picked up 12 wickets, so he's done a little bit of damage. And I, I'm going to exonerate Harshal Patel, but okay. you can keep Brooke. I, I, I'd, I'd say, I, I would disagree with you, but I, I would say that's a, a fair input. Dan, um, do you remember who you had as flop of the year? I do, and I'm sticking with it. Is it who was it? Ben Stokes. Ben Stokes. Now, I, I think... I think this is almost a. It's not the. Uh, it's 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 not the coward's way out. But Ben Stokes has played what two matches? It's a cop out. Like, uh, yeah, it's the cop out. It's definitely his, a little bit of a cop out. His his net contribution to CSK has been extremely positive by not playing. So <laughs> he can't be a flop. Okay, so I mean, I mean Max, I'm so surprised you're over Harry Brookers because, as Jack mentioned, there really is a a plethora of of other options that we can go to for this. Uh, oh, I didn't want. Floor. I didn't want to steal your fun. You know, you know how like FIFA. I don't know if you guys play Ultimate Team, but they have like Team of the Season, but they also have like honourable mentions as well. Right. Uh, 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 and here's some honourable mentions, if you like. 
Uh, batting, uh, Rohit Sharma averaging 17 at a strike rate of 125. Yeah. And a, non, a non-boundary strike rate that Chris Gale would be proud of. <laughs> um, uh, Can you just say that again? I thought he was doing okay. What was his stats? 17 average, strike rate 125. Mm, not great, is it? No. Um, <laughs> David Warner, yeah, his average is all right. 30, striking at 120. As a marquee captain overseas player, you need far more than that. Uh, Kale Rahul, proving again that strike rates don't matter. 13% it can't, it can't be a flop because that's strike just entirely entirely within the uh, within the bell curve. That's exactly what we expect from Kale yeah, Rahul. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I guess you could say that about, about Manish Pandey, who has the lowest boundary percentage of any any batter who's faced over 100 balls or 100 balls or more. Uh, yeah. And again, it's in that bell curve, as you say, Max. Bowling-wise, I think that there's there's a level that you can throw at. Certainly not for, not, for, not for him being self-promoting himself or anything like that, but the amount of hype this guy got on, on, on social media is, is incredible. And I actually thought he'd take a bucket load of wickets, but I thought he'd get a load of them caught on the boundary and, and buy them. And that is um, Umran Malik. Um, I mean, for a guy who just basically pretty much bowls the majority of those in the middle overs, um, you know, as, a, as if you're looking at roster construction, that's really difficult to fit a player like that in your team. It's complete luxury, uh, uh, and he's the second highest boundary percent conceded out of any pace of on hundred balls or more. Uh, Riley Meredith is the man who takes that dubious honour. I've got. Um, so I went with Maxwell before the season and that's obviously proven to be wrong however I will defend myself here I said it because I didn't think he'd come back from injury well um, mm. he's proven me wrong I mean like fair play Glenn Maxwell he's a freak like it's it's incredible uh, what he is doing and uh, more power to him I, th- I, I was talking about this with some of the guys on uh, Patreon which you can join patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod because uh, Brooke is obviously the, the big shout I would defend Brooke on a couple of grounds one he did get 100 like Mm. Most of the big criticism of Brooke starts something like, if you take away Brooke's hundred, <laughs> then like yeah. and it's like it's the it's what's the old analogy? If my granny had balls, she'd be my granddad. Like it's 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 not you can't you can't I mean, there's another phrase, isn't there? Root mass. You can't get around that. He did get a hundred. So I, th- mm. that is a, a thing he did. The other thing is part of the reason he was so expensive is the mini auction dynamic. Mm. And um effectively he is the price he is because there weren't that many really good overseas batters to choose from. Um, did he sell for too much? I think so. I think on the pre pre auction show, we were asked, will Brooks sell? And our, our consensus was he will, but we thought he would go unsold, then go in the accelerate a bit, a bit like Riley Russo. Um, and you know, that's two people wanted him and that's an auction and that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of money and he has been a flop. I wouldn't say he's the flop, um, someone raised current as well. Current similar dynamic there. Like there's a mini auction which explains the high price. Yeah, he's not bowling well, but he's got some runs and it kind of you know nets out. Plus, he's playing in a team that seem to concede 200 runs in every game at the moment for whatever reason. So it's quite a high run environment he's playing in. Um, I have two players. Pretty sure we've talked about yep. absolute bomb. Um, I mean, he has literally hasn't showed up. Uh, and Deepak Huda as yeah. another shout, a guy averaging seven with a strike rate of 90. Now, who does a little bit, you know, some people might say 
what were we supposed to expect from Huda? Huda's played more international T20 cricket than Harry Brook. So there's there's some degree of pedigree there. Also, they're paying him six crore. He's not like a, a cheap player. Um, his bomb site of the season is a big reason that Lucknow are kind of looking a little bit average. Um, in his defence, played on some bad wickets, but I, I, I can't I can't see past Deepak Huda as my bomb of the season at this point in time. Should we do MVP quickly? Um, Dan, you can go first on this one. Do you remember who you picked and uh, whether they are the MVP? Um, I think I picked. I actually, I've got. No, I think yeah, I might have gone Butler. Josh yeah. Um, uh, which I, 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 he hasn't been MVP material, but he's fine. Um, Had a decent season. Yeah. Um, I think batting wise, you probably look at, at, at the the renaissance of Sky as uh, as a major, major, major factor towards Mumbai's picking up, picking up results. Um, and you could probably look at some random names, really, as bowlers. Guys like, even players like recently, like like uh, Mohit Sharma or, or even Mohammed Shami or someone like that. It's like guys who have sort of just really outperformed their expectations. Paterana has done really well. Um Ellis at the death, um, a couple of sort of younger overseas players, Josh Little, Alzari Joseph, also done fine too. So, so I mean, but there's not really that much to, to stand out with. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably, probably go with 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 Sky because I, I don't think there's anyone more exciting in T20 cricket right now, uh, batting wise. And, and like I say, he's he's pretty much pulling Mumbai along single handedly right now. Maximus, who are you going to pick? Yeah, it's a tough one. This because <clears throat> there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of people, a lot of good players in the doing RPL. doing pretty well at <laughs> a thing. Um, you know, normally you've got someone because there's not someone who's streets ahead with the bat, or you know, one one player who's streets ahead with the with the ball, and the the all rounders haven't really cut it this year. Perhaps because of the impact player, all rounders are less of a um, important commodity. Who who knows? I can't remember who I went for. I think I might have gone Sam Curran, but just because I'm a Surrey fan, so obviously that's not. I think that is exactly what you said. Actually, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. don't. I don't think that's borne out, sadly. But um, I think I'd I'd like to give uh, an honourable mention to Akshar Patel for being a shining light in a pile of shit. Because uh, I mean, he's averaged about 35 at 140 with bat, and um, he's gone at under seven and over with the ball, which is. Oh, it's pretty good going, especially in that side. Mm. I think um, I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. I think um, for it's a bit it's a bit dull. It is a bit dull, but I I can't look past Faf just because of. I mean, I know you're going to say there's a Chinnaswamy effect, but just how how important he is to any runs that RCB put on the board. Like without Faf, mm. they don't have. They don't have a score to set or a score to chase. So I think, you know, when you talk about who is most valuable to their franchise, I, th- I think I'm going to have to go with go with him. That's a really fair, really fair shout. He's and five... I, I, I was going to say, he's five sixes ahead of the next best in the in the tournament. Maxwell and Shivan Dubey. Shivan Dubey. Six-hitting what, machine. What, what I'm so... I've got so much respect for Fab because... What he's done is he's clearly taken 
note of of a massive spin weakness that he had maybe two years ago, three years ago. And he's clearly worked a lot on it. He's completely transformed his game against spin. He was always a good pace hitter. Um, And to do that at his age is no mean feat. We're seeing, you know, guys like Warner, etc., go down, fall down by the wayside. But at a similar age, we've got a player who's basically reinvented himself. And honestly, hats off. Yeah, I, I wrote a little article on Substack about this. It's still actually in the show notes. I've been leaving that, that up there for, for the extra clicks. Um, <laughs> and Faf, there's a few players that... It was talk, talking about player development and how some guys have obviously worked out that they can play better by doing certain things. And Faf was top of the list for people who used to kind of do things one way and were effective and then got even better, basically, by by doing things slightly differently. Um, I had as my MVP Cameron Green, which was another just punt, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Maxwell was. <laughs> um, but um, he's not he's not a million miles off the pace. Averaging 40 at 150. Uh, and his bowling in the context of Mumbai Indians, not the worst. You know, only going at 10 and over. <laughs> 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 so so I'm going to stick with Cameron Green as the best player in the tournament and um, pat myself on the back come for, at, for that come one. at me but, bro <laughs> no I, um, I I I think I don't think anyone said it I think Jaisal's got to be in the contest uh, mm-hmm. as a as a guy who is scoring a bunch of runs really quickly obviously like he's got the plum job and you can say the same for Faf yeah like you get to open the bat and get the power play um, your partner is Joss Butler, who's taken a lot of the attention, isn't he, in terms of fielding plans and stuff like that. And uh, Coley is, is is with Faf, which yeah, probably a little bit of a distraction there. Uh, but I think he's having a really good season. At, at, at the very least, he's Young Player of the Year. Um, he, he is doing exceptionally. And I, I, Dan, you mentioned Mohamed Shami. I think he deserves credit as well for what what's what's been a terrific year. Siraj was my Player of the Season. Um, until it all went Unraveled. a little bit wrong in the last <clears throat> yeah. two matches, I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll come back. But he was bowling really well, and, and had a thankless task at the Chinnaswamy was making it look pretty easy, to be honest. But uh, yeah, that's that. Um, final thing I wanted to say: we're running a little low on time, so we've got ages to do this. Did Did you see the breakdown for the um, ICC's allocation of funds for next, Yeah. Um, Max, I, I think we were talking about earlier. Could you give mm. it a little pricey, a two-second pricey of what, what's going to happen in the next few years or what is proposed to happen in the next few years? Yeah, so the proposed finance model for 2024 to 2027. Um, uh, to start with, all the four members get the same amount. They start on an even footing. Then they weight it all by a few things. Uh, one of those things is... Um, commercial contribution to the ICC and uh, that's been weighted uh, about 85% to India and as a result they're slated to get 38.5% of all the money um, out of all of the full members so uh, that's 231 million for them the next highest is 41 million to England and uh, we are well fair to say we probably don't agree with that yeah there are a few things to say here um, first of all, in the from a pure business point of view, you have to acknowledge that the broadcasting money that comes from the Indian market does 
underwrite to a large extent the the money the ICC makes. Um, and so from a purely like pure business, from a pure business point of view, from a profit taking point of view, that there, there is probably a fair argument um, that that India is due a portion of the pie, or maybe a bigger portion than some of the other nations. Um, what I would probably say is that this has been stretched beyond the point at which it, it's kind of reasonable if you look at what the remit of the ICC should be. Now, we all know on this call anyway, on this, this, this in this on this pod that the ICC, it's not it doesn't really operate in the way that like a governing body necessarily should. It doesn't do the growth and expansion in the way that FIFA, for example, does it. Mm-hmm. It kind of runs one tournament a year. I mean, when you're being compared <laughs> unfavorably to FIFA, you're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> it, it, it effectively, effectively what the ICC does is runs a franchise tournament for international teams like that is that is kind of its job. Like once a year, it gets the best 10 teams plus a couple of other invitees if it's a T20 World Cup and says, let's all go to South Africa or India or well, mainly India, England and, and Australia. And, um, you know, we'll do the rights and we'll carve it up at the end and, and you know, give you a fee. And so, what you know, in a sense, what the pie re- reflects is what their profit from this operation is. They're, they're, they're paying a, a participation fee to the the main nations they will get 20 million or so don't they 25 million um i I think i'm talking in pounds maybe not dollars there and um the bcci gets the rest now what i would like to see to be perfectly honest is um a much more equitable split that takes into account the comparative poverty of a lot of these boards and i'm talking among really if everyone that isn't one of the big big three and clearly here we're seeing a big one and not a big three but mm-hmm. there's a there's a broadcasting deal that under that supports english cricket and australian cricket and the the same can be said for indian cricket like there, there, there is no need for those teams to go with their hat out to the dubai and ask for extra extra money um wouldn't that money be better spent investing in in the game more broadly uh, that that's what i'd say uh, i think if you look take a longer view at this like where do you want cricket to be yeah. in, in 20 years do you want it to that's be that's the question isn't it like do you want you it can, to be a global game or not yeah you can talk about what's fair in terms of the business and how much you've contributed and therefore we deserve more fine i mean that's a you know it's an argument that you can make and arguably yeah you you do deserve more but do you want to be uh, what what do you want cricket to be like, do you do you want to get all of the money and then be the only country playing cricket, maybe with England and Australia? I mean, who is is that? You'll fun? be rich. Is that Still what we rich. want? Yeah, you'll be rich, but also, well, will you? Because what what's the point of cricket at that point in ten years if the West Indies can't afford to support a Test match team, if South Africa can't afford to support a Test match team? Then you know, then you're left with a a pretty uninspiring product, and and then it becomes, you know, less less inviting. And you know, some of the some of the great series have been uh, involving those teams. I mean, it's very boring to go. Oh, remember when West Indies were so good in the eighties? Because it's, uh, you know, people do it all the time. But like, that they were some of the best cricketers of, of a generation. And if you just take a really protectionist view of it um, and go, well, you know, we we contributed, so we should get more money. It it's just bad for cricket in in general and you know 
cricket's expensive to host. Some countries run test series at a loss. They need support. And um, and why, you know, why shouldn't they be given that? That is the job of a governing body, is it not, to support the game globally? I, I mean, I go beyond that. I think the, the amount that some of these nations are getting, bearing in mind basically what you'd be paid for is to turn up at an ICC event and maybe another one for, for the women every year. The, the amount you're getting, probably a large chunk of that effectively goes on on just turning up to the to the event, just making mm. sure you've got players and staff and logistics in place. It leaves you really not that much for actually any investment in, in the game. And so as you say, Max, like there's no broadcasting power that the 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 you know the West Indies have. They can't get a contract, a better who are they going to sell their cricket to? They don't really have a market. Um and what this kind of is is the richest board and it's like probably should be pointed out that when other nations had a more prominent role in in this there's 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 not like a long history of benevolent leadership in cricket no. put it that way like it's not the same arguments could not, be made the same yeah. arguments could be made um, they could be made a few years should ago be made. this is just yeah, so like, much more flagrant <laughs> but it's uh yeah you, you kind of and I, I don't really expect anything to happen differently because of this conversation either but it should be raised that there is there these are choices these aren't india isn't going to go bust because they don't take they take 150 million instead of 100 uh, instead of 225 million you could take 75 million from india and you could give 500,000 pounds a year to 150 associate nations and plant a thousand seeds you could you could pay for brazilian cricket to become something yeah with that like you know there's um waves of immigration across the world at the moment as as wars disrupt things if you heard like in in germany for example there's 10 times as many clubs as three years ago because of the number of afghan refugees you could support that um but now now there's a decision has been made here to to effectively profit take and not invest in that and i think that's a little bit of a missed opportunity dan i don't know you've been i think we've sort of been talking and you've been listening Mm. do you have any thoughts on it yeah yeah i do i mean kind of broadly on the same sort of lines um you're basically making the richest board even richer and and they're going more dominant because of that as well what i what i prefer is a very similar model to to premier league football where i believe that every team gets the same amount of tv income but where the jeopardy comes is in prize money allocation now we've seen in i mean i i'm just not the first time i've talked about this in in cricket, there's not a great deal of financial incentive to do well in terms of winning tournaments or franchise leagues or whatever it may be. Maybe throw some in. So instead of this $600 million uh, across 12 teams, how about you, you put $360 million in for 12 teams or 532 they've got for 12 teams, split it evenly. So it works out like that, I don't know. 25 million each or something like that um no a bit more than that sorry um yeah but whatever it is yeah 40 million or whatever it is and then you've you immediately you're dragging up everyone who isn't england or india because england got 41 million and india got 231 um and then you throw the the remaining percentage of the of the 600 million dollars on performance in knockout tournaments 
or World Test Championship or, or, or you know, structure it in numerous ways. Because India ultimately have not got a great record in knockout white ball tournaments over the last 10 years or so. So they should earn it. I'm saying they should earn it. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and it rewards success and it and uh, you know, punishes failure. Uh, and so, for example, like a New Zealand getting to a a a World Cup final, they would get a considerable uplift on this, but they deserve it because they got to the World Cup final. If Afghanistan continued their progress and they got to the say the last four of of a T Twenty World Cup, because they've got an absolute gun bowling lineup, um, then then they deserve however much the prize money is twenty million, thirty million, whatever it might be, to for getting to the semi finals of a World Cup. Um, so, so I, I want it to be much more performance based, and and there's to be more jeopardy in it. And I think ultimately that's going to lead to more accountability, which can only be a good thing. Right, I think that's a good place to wrap up. We've done a little extra long show. We had quite a lot to get through. Um, so, yeah, that's good. I guess if you're listening, it's stuff for free. Bonus. Um, yeah. So, cheerio. I, I I don't have a big sign off. Patreon.com forward slash cricket pod. Bye. Bye. listening to the cricket podcast i think it was a disgraceful performance and i think it should never be permitted to happen again that is very good sports social podcast network